Welcome back to the Omni Wellness Studio Podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. We got another special episode in store for you today. Like always, if you like the content we're putting out and the message, leave us a review, subscribe, give us some love. Well, I appreciate you guys tuning in again. We got a special guest, uh, Christy Carroll. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm good. <laughs> you know, it was a rough morning getting my kids out the door, but I'm good now. It's good. How many kids you got? I've got um, two. I've got a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and they're amazing. They did not want to get out of bed this morning or get dressed, though. Yeah, they go to school somewhere around here? They're at Unity. Gotcha. That's a good school. We love That's it. It's school. been amazing. Well, cool. I appreciate you carving out time to be here, and um, I'm excited to get to know you a little bit better and a little bit more of your moving parts in the world of real estate. You're a local realtor, and which which company do you represent or do you are you on your own so i have a company called find a home in rome that's kind of my brand we're affiliated cool. with century 21 and um, everybody always asks me where my office is it's in my car it's wherever i am gotcha. so uh, this day and age you don't need a brick and mortar office so no that's right i'm on the road that's cool well we you you, you actually brought it up earlier we actually i guess followed each other on social media yes. and then cross paths in a parking lot three or four months ago, right? You're like, yeah, no, yeah, that's how it happened. So I, I don't know who followed who first, but you know, I try to support local businesses in the area and um, I was walking out of the chiropractor and recognized you. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, just stopped to talk. Yeah. And I was like, I know you. And you're like, I know you too. <laughs> so yeah, we've been following each other on social media. And I was like, I think I'd even told you in the parking lot there that I was impressed with your, your content yes. because you, you were one of the few that's putting, putting some energy into that. And I know we were talking before the show how much, how much energy that does take mentally, lot, yes. physically, financially. <laughs> so it's a lot. But um, anyways, so tell me a little bit. Like, are you from Rome? Were you did you move away for a while? Come back? Like, where, how, how did you get to Rome? And how long have you been in the real estate game? So we moved to Cedartown in 1985. My dad uh, took a management position at Atlanta Gaslight Company. Rome was kind of the big city for us when you in the 1980s in Cedartown there was nothing there so we would yeah. go to Riverbend Mall to get clothes or oh wherever so Rome was the big city to me there um, so I grew up here uh, after after high school I went to Barry after Barry I moved to the metro Atlanta area and I thought I wanted to be a vet got to Barry didn't want to be that took a year off before going to grad school and I realized that I didn't really know what I wanted to do with At my what life point did you what was the turning point? Like when you realize when what what makes you realize you don't want to be a vet when you feel well like- when you start seeing blood and it's not okay. just about petting animals. <laughs> um, there's a little more into it than that, okay. and um, so I, I switched majors. I ended up in psychology. It was it was either that or music. I think were the least amount of credits to graduate, so yeah. I went the psychology route. And I was like, oh gosh, what am I going to do with this? When you start looking at how you're going to earn a paycheck, so I took a job as a closing processor at a real estate company in Atlanta. And that was in 2004. And I watched all the money coming through there that agents were making. And that was in the height of the condo boom in Atlanta. And I got my real estate license because every day I sat in that cubicle processing closings, I hated it. And I've been in real estate. This is, I've been licensed since 2005 and have been in it ever since. So that's just proof right there that like, according to your environment, it can kind of like mold you or, or, you know, open your eyes a little bit. There's, I mean, there's so many different ways you can look at that because if it hadn't been for you being around those other, 
high producers, you know, that money coming in, you would never even absolutely maybe wanted to explore that world of real estate. Cause I'm sure when you were going through college, you did, real estate wasn't on your mind. It wasn't. And then when I had a friend um, tell me about this job, I got to thinking about my first experience with uh, a real estate agent was when we moved to Cedartown and uh, his name was Bill Peak, fabulous guy. And he ended up being a lifelong friend of my family. And he was more than just a real estate agent. He showed us around houses, and here I am, you know, three and a half, four years old, looking through all these houses. My parents pick one, and this guy was a lifelong friend. He came over for dinner. We hung out with yeah. his family. It was, it was so much more than just selling a house to him. And so that set the ground for me thinking about what type of agent I wanted to be going forward. So it just all kind of came together, and uh, you know, it's, you don't know what you want to be when you grow up even sometimes in college. And that was me until I got out and experienced something. Has um, real estate been a rewarding path for you? It it has, and it's been an interesting journey. The thing probably I like about real estate best is it's ever-changing. Nothing's ever the same. And even being in it this many years, I learn something new all the time. Because there's yeah. new situations, you know, you'll go into that and go, well, gosh, I've never had that before. And you'll ask a couple of people and they're like, oh, I've never had that before. And everybody's kind of scratching their head what to do. Like, I don't know if you saw a couple months ago, I sold a condo that was actually looked like a single family home. It was detached on all four sides. I remember that. And even the attorneys were going, I've never seen this before. It was just one little single thing, but it was a condo. Yes. Crazy, because right? when the builder recorded everything he put covenants and restrictions in place like a condo wow and there was an association so so you're always just an example of there's new things and you have to figure out how to solve these things for people it's not just show three houses put one under contract and close i mean sometimes it is and i love those (laughs) but also there's a, a complexity to it so back going back to 2004 2005 you got licensed in 2005 yes did you have somebody like show you the ropes? Like I know because yes. like getting getting your license is one thing because I can use cosmetology or hair hair for that example. I, I have my cosmetology license, believe it or not. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, because my my grandfather cut hair for sixty years as a barber. My mom still cuts hair. Same old little barber shop out in the country. And my sister did hair for a little bit. And I, I got to a point in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do. So my mom was like, hey, you should just right now, while you have the, the time, just go ahead and go knock out hair school. Well, Rome doesn't have a barber school. Mm-hmm. I would have had to went to like Marietta to go to a school called, uh, I think, Roffler to, to get just a barber's license. So I thought that wouldn't make much sense considering at that time in my life I was driving an 83 Jeep CJ7. Um, with metal floorboards with no air, and it got about six or seven miles per gallon. So wow. I was like, I think I'll just go to the cosmetology program. Well, here I am, a male, 30 other females. I toughed through, got my license, right? They they helped me. They prepared me to pass the state board. But I found out real quick I still didn't really know how to cut hair. And you don't have any clients starting out. <laughs> no. So, um, you know, I worked through, I worked at salons through schooling as a shampoo boy, sweeping floors stuff like that but i found what a lot of people find is it's so hard to to have somebody slow down enough to teach you the true sure like legit grit gritty stuff that's going to propel you and for me i felt like a lot of people didn't want to slow down because they felt like i was going to like steal their business you know it's like 
there's so much that go, that goes on to where I just it was a mixture of a couple of things. A couple a couple other opportunities came along, but at the same time, I was getting frustrated with just being a shampoo boy. But either way, I didn't I didn't get started with that. Um, had some other opportunities, but I still have my license. But is that is that kind of how it goes in the real estate world? It is. You get out of real estate school, and they've taught you all the laws and things that you know, but there's nothing about how to go out and earn business. You know that that part of it's missing. Or so I, don't, uh, I mean, that's what's weird. It's like I could. I could probably hunker down and go get my real estate license, but I know a lot of people that's got their real estate license that never do anything with it. Well, that's the thing is so what separates there's the people that, so many real estate agents in town and a lot of them are part-time that they do it on the side. They have a full-time day job and then they sell on nights that, or weekends. Is that even possible? Do you feel like, do you feel like that's, that's kind of a, I mean, I, I've always been, I was told one time that real estate is one of those things that you can't just dabble in. Well, if you want to be the local market expert, you can't do that part-time. You have to be in the trenches day in and day out. You have to know the MLS. You have to know what house is about to go on the market before somebody even calls. And that's really hard to do part-time. I'm not saying it's impossible. I I think a real estate license is great if you think you might buy and sell real estate on your own, if you're an investor and you see some good deals out there. But you're not going to know that expert that have that expertise that somebody that's doing it day in and day out full-time does. So to answer your question, when I started out, um, I had a part-time job at a radio station because I knew I needed some income coming in, um, and um, that's what people in their 20s do. It's fun, and you get to go to all the free concerts you want to. So I started out doing that, and then I paired up with another agent who was top producing in the area, and she needed some open house help and some marketing, administrative stuff, and Back then, you know, you didn't have all the syndication stuff. We literally had to go post each house on each website. So I started doing that. She was great to teach me the ropes on everything. And, you know, our business continued to grow until it was a a partnership type deal. This was in Atlanta market? This was in, yes, the Virginia Highlands, Midtown area. Like a good good area to Good area. And and condos were selling off the charts then. You know, builders were offering $10,000, $20,000 bonuses and things. So this it was early 2000s. Yes. Yeah, I remember. So, um, and then fire. that transitioned into the foreclosure crisis. 07. And yes, 07, 08. And um, I bought a foreclosure in 2008. And so, you know, I had been selling real estate, not owning my own house. And I always had a real problem with that. And so getting in there and figuring out how to do all that and actually going through the process myself really elevated me and, and helped me figure that out. And I learned a lot of lessons doing that. I, I, some mistakes, you know, and, yeah. you know, it, it really yeah. helped me from there. And then uh, I gradually moved back up this way. We Before moving back to Rome, we moved back to Rome in, well, two and a half years ago. Um, I was in Cartersville for five years before that. So I've been in the area just not directly in Rome, but we moved back here um, to build a house and wanted to raise kids here. You know, I spent my entire high school, got to get out of this place, right? Got to get out of here as as fast as I can. And then I started missing it. And I looked when I I wanted to raise a family, I wanted, I wanted to raise them here. It's a great place to raise kids, whether you're in public or private school. And it is. um, So that's why we're back. Do you feel like I agree with that? Uh, before I forget, what was what was the best concert you went to? Do you have, um, you have like some just crazy epic names? Like, I mean, Zach like, Brown before okay. he was even big. <laughs> I mean, he would have these. 
um, he would take the motorcycles from the Harley dealership over to the concert and let you know certain oh, people ride with him. And then, you know, we could go backstage and you know I'm walking back to the bathroom and Blake Shelton's walking past me and yeah. you know there was a lot of, before these people were really really big too. And so that was cool to see you know see see Bra- Zach Brown at Wild Bills back in the day or before they ever got big. Yeah. So. Uh, it was a fun experience. That um, sounds like a fun job. You know, <laughs> obviously not not something you can really make a career out of. But yeah. you know, until I got started and figured out what I was doing in the real estate world, for I did and I did it for about two years. Do you think like yes, Rome is a great place to to raise a family, and there's a lot about Rome I love. But I've always wondered like, do you think there's for people that want to like truly elevate themselves in whatever field they're in? Do you think there's some ceilings that, that a small town has to where as if somebody ventured out and, and saw what it was like in a bigger the, – the opportunities in a bigger city, does that does that put a different perspective on it for people? Or do you feel like the success you can have in Atlantic you can still have in, in a small town? Or is it harder? I, I think that you can have it anywhere. I think it may be harder in certain aspects. I think it's not in certain aspects. Um, in the past two years when I've been transitioning back here, I've been selling – all over the metro Atlanta to area two because that's where my my connections still are because after being away for so long, you know, yeah. I, I don't know a lot of people here or I'm reconnecting with people here. So uh, it got so busy this past year, my husband was literally driving around Atlanta helping me put out signs and lock boxes and stuff. And um, so you can, if the business isn't here, you can go find business. You can drive to Atlanta, you know, it, it's may take you a little bit of time, but the prices are a lot higher there. So I don't discount that as is business. So you know? when you say go go find business, is like networking. Like how, how does a how does a realtor how do you get your name out there? What do you do? do you, I mean, you just got to get get out more hands you shake, the more money you make. Type well, deal. you can do that. There's, and I'm go sure on. it's probably the same way with your business. There's multiple avenues for that. I try to go to to maybe two networking events a week, but. You go to those things, you hand out your business card, and then you never talk to the person again, or you you forget to follow up, or they don't remember you. And so, social media is where I've I've started really yeah. putting my time and energy. I look at it, and you can go rent three billboards in town for thousands of dollars, or you can just post a video that costs less than a hundred dollars to make, and you can reach. I had one a couple of weeks ago reach a hundred thousand people. That's amazing. You know, which one was that? <laughs> That was the one on the battery plant um, yeah. on 411. That was so cool. I had actually had to turn off the comments on that because it got... Uh, kind of dirty. People <laughs> people are blaming me somehow for um, trees being <laughs> torn down. Oh so. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just reporting on it, you know. But. That's another thing, too. And here, here we are. We're, I knew this I knew this was going to organically come up in our, in our conversation about social media and content and how mean the world can be online. Like, you know, my... I'm pretty present on TikTok too, and TikTok man, they got some savages. It's brutal. Like I get, I get picked <laughs> apart on there. But yeah, I've had to just learn to just oh, it's so hard sometimes. You know, you want to comment back or, um, but I've, I've, I've just by being around the other people that are doing it. Like I was telling you earlier, they've they obviously don't have the time to respond to everybody, and it's just no matter what you say, there's gonna be somebody that 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 picks you apart. So. They are, but you also do have to respond because the algorithm picks up whether you're responding <laughs> you or go. not. I'm like, well, I'm just yes. not going to read the comments, but then you have to to keep yep. the conversation going. And this ever-changing algorithm that we're chasing, you know, yes. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but, yeah, you're you're right. It's so cool that 
you know, you're, you're, like I said, you're putting so much energy into the content game because so many businesses are not, you know, and I see a lot of businesses struggling and I see a lot of businesses, social media and don't have any, any, anything like, you know, like, and I'm like, if you would just focus a little bit more on that and put a little bit of energy into it, that would probably help. So absolutely. I, I like think there's you're doing great places in town that don't even have websites. And you're like, yeah. well, how much longer are you going to sustain that? So yeah. and th- thank you, by the way. Um, but the social media, it's the cheapest form of advertising you can do. And I'm not even talking about boosting posts, no. you know, and you're in front of people constantly and not everybody's going to see your content. But if you're top of mind and they know seven different realtors, the one that's on their feed every single yes. day is the one they're more than likely to pick up the phone and call. Yep. It reminds me of, um, and you're right about that, but you said, you said the word billboard earlier and, and I think all, all form of advertising is there's nothing, there's not like a wrong or right. And I don't think any of it's just a waste of money, but the one guy comes to mind, he had a billboard up for years and I, I've never really needed, needed a lawyer. Um, but he had one billboard up for like over a decade in the same spot. And my four year old knows who Glenda Mitchell is well, in any state we go to. <laughs> that is another one. And you're right. But before her, there was a guy named Brian McWhorter in Rome. I know. I've seen him. He yeah. had a billboard right there on Turner McCall, kind of right there at the corner of, um, I can't remember what that's called. It's where Hardy's is and all of his own right there. At, oh, uh, Glenn, like the, Glenn the Miller. Fork. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right in there. But he had that thing up for probably, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years. So it just like burned an impression in my brain. But you're right, Glenda Mitchell. She's another one I gotta like figure out. Like, how's that? How's that even possible to have that many billboards? Because we we saw them all the way down to Florida. Yes, they're in Tennessee. They're in Florida. Like, she's in multiple states. It's crazy. So I'm like, I'd love to pick her bright. You know, I don't know her personally, but how's that working out for you versus <laughs> what you're spending and getting back? I mean, yeah, and you look at her social media, and it's not, it's not, you know, nothing over the top is she's putting a little bit out there. Cause I, I was expecting to go to her like YouTube channel or Instagram and it just be flooded, you know, with, but so she's not super active. She's got a lot going on on TikTok, but definitely got the billboard thing locked down. Well, you have to figure out what works for you and what, <laughs> what works for one person yeah. may not work yeah. for somebody else. And yeah, a lot of people are scared to start the social media thing. I was, I fought it and fought it. I've only really been super focused on it. Maybe in the past, I don't know, six, seven months, but I kind of started dabbling in it uh, two years ago. And I w- my first video I put up, I don't even know if I still have it on YouTube, but it was so embarrassing. I think maybe my mom liked it and, and possibly one other family <laughs> yeah. member. And it was horrible. And uh, from there, it didn't get much better. And uh, it's still a struggle every day. Uh, I never thought that I would be in front of a camera. Last thing I ever wanted to do, but here we are. So that's, yeah, that's now you're doing good. Um, so back on the real estate journey, you know, 2004, 2005, you made it through the the foreclosure crisis. Was that was that a scary moment for you when all that was going down? Being that you hadn't been in the game for too long. No, this is going to sound bad, but it was the best thing that ever happened in my career. Um, At the time, did you know that, or did, was there some fears? Yes. Okay. So I had read this book um, written by Gary Keller called The Shift. He's the Keller Williams, Gary Keller. And it was like the market changes. It constantly changes. And you have to shift what you're doing in the market yeah. or you're not going to survive. So I started getting into the REO world. Um, I started working with investors and um, 
banks that were foreclosing, putting right, yeah. you know, putting REOs on the market, and uh, it got crazy. And that everybody wanted to be in the REO realm at that time. And, and what does that mean? Does real that... estate is um, REO is real estate owned. So if okay, a gotcha. house doesn't sell at the courthouse. It, that's a foreclosure. When the bank forecloses and it goes to the courthouse steps, that's a foreclosure. Gotcha. When it doesn't sell there, it turns into a REO or real Whoa. estate owned asset. So the bank or the asset management company, whoever it is, will put it usually in the MLS through a realtor or auction website. Gotcha. And so then you can pick up what pe- people call them foreclosures, but it's actually the correct term is an REO once it hits the resale market. Gotcha. It doesn't sell at the courthouse steps. So that was that created an opportunity for you to... To kind of shift things into a your, big opportunity. Yeah. I I joined another agent and a team of agents, and we were selling two hundred houses a month in the two thousand nine two thousand ten. That is amazing. It was it was a processing machine over and over again. Yeah. So have you have you got into like actually investing in properties yourself, or have you just strictly sold? Yes. Yes. Um, not a ton, and I, I've actually got an offer in on one right now. Um, in the area, I'm looking for property. It's hard right now. It's hard if you are flipping property. There's because prices are so high right now. Do, do there's still an overall shortage? Um, it's hard to find them. You know, people are out there. Everybody wants an off market property, right? You see those all the time. Off market property, off market property, and they're hard to find because not many people want to sell their property off market because you typically are going to sell it at a little bit of a discount if you're doing that. But yeah. so I'm, I'm dabbling in it. Um, I, I had a rental house in Atlanta. Uh, we've got a rental house next door to us. Um, but as far as, um, fixing and flipping them, this is going to be new to me to do that. But I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. I've, I've, I've often thought about dabbling off into the, the world of either buying a home and fixing up and flipping it. I've, I've I would like to just own my own first like rental property and, I just know one day I'm just going to just do it. There's not ever going to be a perfect time. Like you're going to have to just, my, my, my buddy Zorn, I brought this up several times. He's always said it's, it's just one of those things where experience is a fence. We're all going to have to climb. Like you got to just do it. You do. And there's going to be surprises and setbacks. And then some, some might work in your favor and go awesome. Some might be terrible, but you're going to have a blend of it all. If you, if you start dabbling in that world, you know, so, um, it's just like with filming this podcast. It's a <laughs> learning curve for you. Before the podcast, we were talking about this fancy camera that you bought. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. I got on YouTube to figure it out because yeah. it doesn't, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And there's not an instruction manual to things a lot of times. And even if there is, you still need that extra help. And that's where YouTube's great because how many times, you, you know, your toilet's leaking. Well, get on YouTube and figure it out. It's true. And I, I honestly, just from a business standpoint, and my accountant would agree, you know, if you own multiple businesses, it, owning a piece of real estate would help probably with my tax tax bracket, you know, or tax situation as far as deductions and stuff deductions, like that. Deductions, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably going to be one of them things. I just, I just go and buy like a little, I'd like to do like a little duplex or something, you know, where you got more than one tenant living under one rooftop situation, you know, quadruplex. You know, top deal. That'd be so awesome. Well, it's, it's tax deductions. You've got, if you can get some passive income coming in, you know, once you've set aside money for repairs and everything, and then you've got appreciation. Yeah. You know, the market's weird right now. Interest rates are way up, but I was looking at the stats yesterday and there's, we're still up year over year 
for, for September, 2.7% prices are up on average in Floyd County. So prices haven't come down like the yeah. media will tell you they were. Now, that's obviously a snapshot looking into the past, and we won't know what October ha- what happened in October until November. You know, So I, I think prices are cooling down a little bit. You're seeing a little bit more negotiation, but uh, prices are still up. And so you know, real estate's a buy and hold game for most people. So you've got appreciation when you sell it, you know. What is your opinion on um, renting versus owning? Is there just a – is there pros and cons to both? Is, do you just think it depends on where you are in your life? Because I have my, I have my opinions because I've done both, and I just wanted your take on it. Like It depends on who you are. Yeah. I, I think each case is different. I think if you – don't quite know where you are in life and whether you're going to be in the same city five years from now. Renting make more, may make more sense. If you're somebody who travels for work and you're gone a lot and you just don't have time to do repairs or cut your grass, renting's great. But if you think you're going to be in a house for a few years and you know you have a dog and don't want to pay a pet deposit and you want to be able to paint the walls whatever color you want and you want to be able to sell it and get some of that money back out of it you need to own a home yeah yeah i think there's there's a lot of value in owning your home but like i've um i've been i have a it's really just a personal me problem because i know that when i own a home a switch flips and i want to become like OCD about it and like make sure everything's maintained and painted and pressure washed. It almost becomes like an obsessive disorder. I know that's, that's a me problem. You know, that's not something I have to personally be responsible for on controlling that, that, that throttle. And cause I've owned a home before and I found that a lot of, a lot of my time was, you know, spare time was spent Home improvement. Home improvement. Like, I knew that, hey, I own this home. I need to be taking care of it. So a lot of times it was just pressure washing decks, you know, siding, cleaning out gutters, painting, doing little DIY projects that at that time my ex-wife would say, see off Pinterest and stuff like that, you know, doing barnwood walls and stuff like that, sliding barnwood doors. So, like, a lot of our extra money was was being spent on the home or, like, for landscaping, you know, sure. instead of being, like, like saved. Um and then I got to a point in my life where I was renting, and I noticed that my bank account was getting fatter. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And I ain't got to worry about maintenance. And I don't really have to it's – it's not on my mind about all the little picky stuff, like gotcha. pressure washing, because it's, it's not mine. I don't really care. So it, that ultimately, renting for me is what allowed me to stash up enough money <laughs> to, to – to, to ultimately invest in some other areas to to get me to different levels. So that's, but I know that's me. That's a me journey, and that's that shouldn't be a reflection of everybody else. It is well, and it also depends on <laughs> so, what are interest rates. What is your mortgage true. payment going to be? You true. know, how much are you putting down? There's so many different factors. It's not a one yeah. size fits all for everybody. Yeah, but so. I do want to. I do. I'm currently renting right now, but I do want to own again. I got a vision board up there, and that's that's what I want to. That's what I want to own. So. It, 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 it'll come back around when it, the time's right. It will, um, and if you plan on being in Rome you I know, do. for the rest of your life. And I'm in a beautiful area, and I may end up buying the home that I'm in. Um, it's I know I know you know where Old East Rome is. Yes. Right there off Cooper Drive, yeah. Greenbrier. I should have a um, drone video of the neighborhood coming out next week. So. Yeah, got the lake, the pond back there next to Georgia Power. We walk the dog to it every day. I've always thought that was one of the most 
kind of like majestic woodsy kind of areas in Rome because you see pretty inconvenient. Deer. The deer is just out there every morning. Yeah. And I grew up in the country. Like everybody's got farms and cattle and pigs and chickens. And I might have saw a deer every now and then. Maybe most of the time it was on the road dead. But <laughs> now in my neighborhood, they're in my front yard, like grazing and just it's like a little safe haven for them such a beautiful area so we love the area you're right it's so convenient to town mm-hmm. and the home has potential it's built like in the 60s but it needs a lot of work we got it appraised and had it inspected and i think the owner is willing to to work with us and maybe maybe even on some owner financing you know like a you don't, don't even have to have a bank involved. If you can get owner financing for less than a, you know, seven and three quarters interest rate or whatever it is now without having to, you know, buy down. a bank and absolutely don't do have it. to deal with, deal with like, uh, not to knock you, but it's just going to be between me and him. Like there's no even like any, any like closing cost, I don't think, involved when you're dealing with just. Well, there'll, there'll, there'll be, be a little, if you've got to get an attorney, attorney you know, yes. you know, deed recording and all that, there'll yep. be. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Good luck. Keep, yeah, keep me posted yeah. on that. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so there was a story you had told on um, one of your recent um, social media posts. I want you to I want you to retell that story. I thought that was very. Was very, it where I got stuck on yes. the roof? <laughs> <laughs> when did this take place? Is this um, this was probably two thousand five, two thousand six. It was. You were I, new. You were fairly. I new. think it was the second <laughs> legitimate listing I ever had. So you learned your um, lesson real quick. Yeah, and everybody, just go watch the video um, if, if if you haven't seen it. I'm find a home in Rome on all social media platforms. But um, yeah, I had uh, gone to take marketing photos, and it was kind of you know getting towards the end of the e- the evening, and I went out on the balcony, and it, the door locked behind me, and I got stuck out okay. there, and like mosquitoes love me, so I'm just getting yeah. bit, and I'm looking through the window, and my phone is sitting on the bar on on the counter in there and uh, i ended up (laughs) scaling the building (laughs) pretty much i had to climb up on the railing and climb up onto the roof in heels (laughs) and i was i was sitting there wondering why i didn't take the heels off at this point but i didn't and i climbed up there and i had to flag down somebody coming by to come unlock the door for me and uh I don't know was, those who those people were, but I I hope I never see them again. I mean, it it was so embarrassing. Oh man, but God, that would have been crazy if like you hadn't have done that, and you would literally been up there for who knows how long. I don't man. know. I, I was looking down, and it was like third story, so I couldn't jump or yeah, anything. And I was hoping neighbors were going to get home they, from yeah, work eventually. eventually so somebody. I don't know, but I got back to the office the next day, and my business partner was cracking up laughing. The whole office was laughing. I can laugh about it now. I mean, it was once I got out of the situation, it was one of those funny ones, and I'm like, I'll never do that again which i i may have done once more <laughs> yeah you guys go check out the video that's uh, on, on our on our instagram you said find find a home in rome find a home in rome cool uh, tiktok instagram facebook anything that's find awesome. me there. so 2004 to now that's a that's a pretty large span um any other you know successes or setbacks you want to touch on personal or business you know, that kind of would, would, would tie some of our well, COVID. I mean, <laughs> you can't ignore that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a roller coaster. COVID was interesting. Um, everybody thought that things would slow down and the market did the exact opposite, which is 
crazy. But when builders stop building, the cost of supplies gets crazy and interest rates are insane. Um, the people, market goes crazy and people buy. People are still building. I remember, I like. Well, I people, built. People, I built. People in, were yeah. paying how much for a sheet of OSB? I, <laughs> it was it insane. Was, it was crazy. It was crazy. But uh, I think if anything, COVID taught us that life doesn't wait. You know, we're all on a time clock here, and you know, if you're on the fence about doing something, just do it. So, I know for me, um, it taught me to slow down a little bit, take care. Of, take better care of myself, spend a little more time with my family. And yeah. when you're working seven days a week, that's a little hard to do. And, you know, I think in my career I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm going to pad my bank account and I'll slow down eventually. And then I blink and 10 years has gone by and I'm still <laughs> working hustling. seven days a week. And so it's, it's, a, it's a seven day a week grind for you. It, well, it is it. because people want to see houses after hours. People are at work all day and they, you know, they want to do a listing appointment on a weekend. And for the past several years, when a house popped up on the market, you better be the first one in the door because there's going to be 12, 14 offers on it by the end of the day. And, and that's slowed down a lot. Um, but I mean, we're still seeing some multiple offers on things, but yes, you've got to drop everything you're doing. Uh, so that, that can be taxing on you. We've talked a little bit about this. Um, it was um, eating whatever junk's in front of me, it, you know, driving around, yeah. sitting in my car all day, and then coming back so late easy. doing paperwork. And then I'm at 11 p.m. doing bookkeeping, trying to keep Man. up to get stuff done. And and so I'm a one-man person business, you know, running all aspects of it. Was there ever a – was there anything that, like, happened or that occurred that – kind of made you shift your some of your your habits you're like okay i'm not going to stop working seven days a week but i can maybe make a little bit better food choices or how did you find some balance with that so i kind of had a wake-up call when i hit 40 uh which was a little over a year well a year and a half ago um my hormones just started all of a sudden going crazy like they dipped to non-existent and my back pain you know, it was, it was getting worse and worse. And I had had back pain since pregnancy, you know, off and on. And I said, well, I, I need to get to the chiropractor. I need to, need to. And finally I did. And the x-rays revealed that I'd started having some, you know, loss and de- degenerative yeah. joint disease yeah. or just dis- whatever it is, disease in my back and um, a little bit of the, whatever they call text neck and everything. So um, that was kind of a wake up call for me that I didn't realize that I had blinked and, you know, years had gone by of not taking care of myself. And I used to be pretty athletic and healthy. And then when kids get into the picture and you're working all crazy hours, it's so easy to just run through that drive through Yeah. Or, um, you know, to, definitely. you know, eat junk. Uh, food is a comfort food. Food is a comfort for me. It's an, I'm an emotional eater. So well, most people are, um, at night when my husband comes in and he's had a long day and we're just sitting there talking and the baby's popped up three times, you know, and yeah. you're just trying to, so it's easy to pull out a bowl of ice cream or, or a chocolate or a, cake and sit there and talk. Oven. Yeah. So <clears throat> for us, it was kind of the time that we would sit down and talk and I found out we were eating sweets late at night and he put on weight, I put on weight. And, um, so again, the chiropractor was kind of the wake up call on that. And we started, um, Purchasing meals, uh, because when you don't have time, you've got to outsource some of that. That's the next best thing, yep. And uh, I've used all the places in town. I was using, um, there was a, a girl for a couple of months doing 
prepped, and I don't know what happened to her, but I, I loved her food and uh, Heath over at Macros. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and he, now he's not quite doing the same thing anymore. Um, but I've gotten to a point where now where my husband cooks, and of course he's a, a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Yeah. So he's gotten better about asking me what I want and trying to have something healthy there for me, other than just meat. I, I feel like guys sometimes are like, "What do you want for dinner?" And they cook the meat, and there's no sides. I don't know if that's just a guy thing or whatever. But he's like, "Well, I'm just going to eat two hamburger patties." And I'm <laughs> no, like, "Well, I need a side." No, with it. I got to have my sides. <laughs> but yeah, that's the biggest thing is um is just some some type of preparation. And that's what I even teach, like, some some new, newer clients that that has not had any experience, like, doing any kind of meal prepping. As a lot of people think they have to go from, like, just no no structure at all to, like, very strict, rigid meal prepping and recipes. And that, that don't necessarily have to be the case. Like, I, I had one client, literally, there was no rhyme or reason to their days. So I said, look, let's just start with breakfast. What can your breakfast be for sure 110% every day without you, you, you having to stress over it? So we decided on uh, one Fairlife shake and some instant oats, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So he, he knew that he needed, before each week, he, he needed to make sure he had went by the grocery store and bought a box of Quaker oats and a, and a, a 12-pack of Fairlife shakes. And that was his consistent. Make so quick, quick and easy. Quick and easy. Yeah. So instead of swinging through this restaurant in the morning or that restaurant or not knowing, we started off with those building those little disciplines and habits to get that under control, and then we just kind of baby-stepped it from there. So, and you're right, it, it don't have to be elaborate meal prep, you know, at home. It can be dependent on meal prep companies locally or even, even like Publix and Kroger, man, does a good job of. Um, the Publix meals are pretty good. Gosh, They've got like an Asian chicken one yeah. that's got some broccoli and stuff in it. And that's certainly better than driving through McDonald's. It's obviously not the best you could do, but, you know. It's Just preparation. Like if dinner's a struggle for you, then yes, like make sure you're either plugging in an order online or. Somebody, whether it's you or a significant other, is getting by the grocery store once a week and getting X amount of those meals to right. place in the fridge. And if you like, if you have a sweet tooth, there's there's some ways around that too. You know, like all the um, different Yasso bars and Halo Top and yogurts. Well, and it, it don't forget liquid calories. I mean that yes. that was a thing for me, and I've cut out caffeine. I, I drink water almost all day. I may have a cup of decaf occasionally, but. Um, for my husband, it was how many, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a pitcher of sweet tea and then it's gone in 24 hours. So, yeah. How many calories have you consumed that aren't contributing and anything I, to your body? I forget that that's more common than what I, what I realized because I just, I haven't had liquid sugars be a part of my life in like probably, probably 15, 20 years. So I forget that that's pretty, still a pretty common thing for people like drinking their, their sugars, like mm-hmm. whether it's like real Cokes or Mountain Dews or sweet tea. So um, that's interesting you say that. Like even though people are, are aware of that, it's just it's just a habit. It's well, just a habit to make easy, a picture of sweet especially tea. Especially if you're working from home just to walk into the kitchen <laughs> yeah. and open the refrigerator. Yeah. Um, but we try to meal, meal prep on weekends, and that'll um, usually get us through the week for the most part. How do you guys meal prep? What does that What does that look like? Is a lot of times, it's my husband. He's a fireman, so oven, he's crock pot. Is um, he on the stove? Like I just kind of get give people an idea of like what does other people's and even I'm curious. Like how does other people prepare for the week? You know, is that batch cooking like a just a bunch of chicken breast is it on the grill? Is it a, so this week? It was a, just a bunch of chicken breast in the oven with cool. a little seasoning on them, um, and I did some cabbage steaks in the oven um, and. 
I think some some hamburger patties. Uh, we do uh, a lot of deer in our house just because it's it's cheap and economical. And um, we have we had a cow butchered about a year ago, and we're still eating on that. Um, so we don't spend a lot at the grocery store on. Uh, it's probably cheaper that way too. But like. It is because the the price of everything's insane right now, and uh, yeah. we um, we try to tuck away as much money as possible to invest in stuff. So, uh, yeah, meal prep, it varies from week to week. We do a lot of, uh, you know, taco type stuff and I'll usually skip the tortilla or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a struggle every day, but, um, it is. <clears throat> if you try to eat a little bit better each day and, and then I've started working out a little bit more, uh, this week's been a disaster, you know, but if I can get down there three, three times a week for 30 minutes, it's more than I was doing a year ago. And where do so, you go? Um, my basement. So, we moved in two and a half years ago and had boxes still everywhere. And I finally got to a point. I'm like, if they've been there for two years and I haven't looked in them to see what's in it, we just need to clean all this junk out. Right. Yeah. So we got rid of a lot of baby stuff and we've got an area of our basement with um, a lot of different equipment. And my brother used to be a personal trainer. So he had a lot of, had a lot of stuff he just gave to yeah. us. And um, if I can get down there a little bit, it at least gets my heart rate up. And I, you know, it, it's, it's baby steps and it gets frustrating because you don't, see change overnight but i know no. i'm working my way towards being healthy and i fit it in when i can and you know every week's different and yeah. some weeks i fail and some days i i do get down there no that's i like that I mean, the attitude you have because you're right it's 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 a you have to stay focused on the bigger picture and just know that delayed instant gratification type thing you know like <sighs> It's you know. hard. I want to see results right away. I, you know. No, and just just the fact that you know you mentioned earlier. You know, you turned forty, and um, I learned a lot about how just humans, and especially females, will start losing bone density and strength. You know, yes. she's got a lot of women that come to her in their sixties and seventies that are, are struggling bad because they just never have put exercise or, or any type of resistance training as a priority. You know, and a lot of times it starts with them in the yard and they they fall and like break something and, and now they're in the process of rehab and they they've been told they need to put on some some muscle it, it it's 65 70 years old you know and it's like gosh if they had just started Done doing 20 years before yes yeah, so that's what she's super passionate about and if you don't I don't know if you know Lindsay Bellcase over at Shield Therapy, but she's got a great thing going I, on. I've seen her she comes uh, they've yeah. been to exchange before yeah. and talk to us and so I'm, I yeah. love what she's doing with with people and she don't only work with older people but um but yeah, I think that's great. So I want you to I want you to keep that in mind on those weeks that you know you're like I don't see results in the mirror, but you're doing it for the bigger picture. Like, well, I feel about, better. I mean, I've got a, a four and a six year old, and I'm in my forties. I've got to be around true. a little bit longer to take that care so of them. True. So and that's that's I love your attitude on that because a lot of people don't look at it that way. You know they they're only want they're only wanting to to see results to fit in a, a certain outfit. I'm like that's great and all, but you need to have a little bit more deeper rooted why you know why why are you wanting to do this you know a lot of times i do say hey you, you might want to be around 15 20 years from now with your kids and watch the, their kids grow up you know so that's awesome but yeah three days a week's good well and if i had anything to do over in my career and, and i've had a, a great career and been very successful i would take a little bit better care of myself but like i said it was just going to be this temporary thing i was going to hustle as hard as i could and then you blink and it's man my life's been like this forever and now I'm starting to fall apart and pregnancy is so hard on your body. You know, you don't just, people think you just bounce back and you're. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's not even, I can use that same example for, for me, but it's not so much 
the taking care of yourself part because obviously that's the line of work I'm in. It's for me. It's actually slowing down to to do like I guess other simple things like being be more in the moment. Like because I'm I'm so used to just grinding like you seven days a week, and then if, if I do have any time, I am in the gym or doing something to constantly like improve myself. But I'm like, hey, you know, I, I need to. It's okay to turn that off a minute and go have lunch with my mom or call my call my siblings more often check on them you know stuff like that so that's that's my my goal for myself because i don't want to blink and 20 years goes by and you know certain people may not be around anymore i'm like man i should have i should have slowed down a little bit more to to check in on them for me my personality though sometimes if i'm enjoying something like my daughter had a field trip last week and i got to go on it and that's something i haven't gotten to experience yeah. normally my husband would have to do all that and I've, I've gotten to do that and it's great but then my mind while i'm there is thinking about my to-do list and all the stuff i have to do and then i have to catch myself and say stop turn it off you know and enjoy the moment but in real estate it's hard because if you don't answer your phone when it rings they just call somebody else and get the information, you know? Yeah. It's it's not like your doctor's office is the only person that can provide your medical stuff to you. You see a house online for sale, you can call anybody and get information on it. It's hard because, like, you, you take people that's, like, super driven and they get the entrepreneurial drive, and we're just wired a certain way. You can't really stop it. Um, it, it, it you, you often wonder what does the word balance mean, you know? But you also know that balance is important. And my buddy Andy Elliott said he was in the same situation years ago. He was a car salesman. He was working 15 hours a day, coming home, still on his phone, and his family had forgot about him. I mean, just they had learned to live. Mm. They had learned to live without him. You know, like he was providing them a nice home, the nice vehicles, the best schools, but he wasn't present. And then when he was there, it was like he'd come to the door and the, he'd pick the little girl up and then set her back down and then get back on his phone. You know, and he finally. You know, his wife had told him, you know, we, we've learned to live without you, you know. And so he he's tried to find some balance. And his, his, his best advice is to try to, he said, be where your feet are. You know, that's, so if you. If you that's tough. It's, it is hard. <laughs> be where your feet are. And I've tried to apply that, but it, it's still hard. But it's, at least it's made me aware, um, you know, of, of how important it is to, to, to put the phone down. And uh, even if it's just 30 minutes, giving somebody your your undivided attention, you know, and really yeah. listening, like really, like not just, uh-huh, you know, as you're scrolling or whatever. And it's so easy email. to just turn on that phone <laughs> and when you lay down in the bed and let me just check one or two things and catch up <sighs> on it instead of sitting there talking to your spouse or your significant other and having meaningful conversation or opening up your Bible or whatever it is that you do at night. Yeah. yeah. Just scroll through TikTok because you just want to turn off all the other stuff and not think about it and just get some entertainment for a few minutes, you know? Yeah. So like I, I encourage me and you to do like a, like a, what I call like a self inventory list. Even if it's something you gotta do on your phone, like sometimes I have to, I'm a visual person. So like I have me a little notepad and I'm like, what are some areas that, cause it can be very overwhelming when you look at the bigger picture of everything you feel like you need to be doing. So like, but what is just one thing you can do different this week? You know, whether it's a each night or, on a Sunday, instead of doing this, let's just knock off a few hours. Like, what's – and just car, chip away at it a little bit at a time, you know, instead of putting all this pressure on yourself to, to change to this person you think you should be. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And the same mindset can be applied to if you're saving for a down payment on a house. Yeah. 
it's it's not going to be a drastic change, you know, but don't go through the drive through and get a coffee in the morning. Just cut it out two days a week, and it'll add up over time, and, um, you know, you'll chip away at it. When, um, when we were saving money to build a house, and that was one thing, we cut out cable. We hadn't had cable in seven years, and that was $50 a month that we were spending. Um, paying off your car. And, and don't go buy the next biggest thing. And so we hunkered down, um, and we're now debt-free. Did you do the Dave Ramsey plan? No. Dave, Dave Ramsey wasn't really <laughs> giving his spill back when okay. I started uh, down this journey. Um, I, it was right after I got into the real estate world, and I, I saw money start coming in. And how dangerous that can be because they're like, well, I'll just go spend this paycheck, and then – well, where's my next paycheck well, coming from? The more you make, the more you spend. I mean, it's just kind of like. Well, the problem in real estate is you may go two months and not have a paycheck, and then you may have a $60,000 month. Nice. And then, well, when is my next one coming <laughs> in, though? Is it six months from now? Or, is there or any? Cons- even now, is there any consistency to there your is more income? Cons- there's more consistency as you get bigger and grow in the business and have okay. more contacts and you learn how to prospect and have people in the pipeline. Gotcha. But like I, I had somebody reach out to me this week, and they're not ready to put their house on the market till February. So it's nurturing that and moving it along the way. So I've got to be thinking about where my paycheck is coming in in February and March of next year, not where it's coming in next week. If I don't know where my paycheck next week's coming in, it's too late. Too late. And that's how that's how people don't survive in this market. Man. And, and, and being realtors, I mean, you have to go get a second job. You have to be looking into your future constantly. So. Gosh. And. Um, I started just chunking money away, like saving it, and I was scared to touch it. And uh, we were scared to do updates on our house, and we we drove old cars. And and then finally we looked in the bank and go, well, we've got some money here. Let's go build a house. And then we sold a house. We made a nice profit off of it. And you know, I was talking to my financial advisor a couple of months ago, and she goes, well, how much money do you need in your bank account to feel okay? And I said, yeah. I'm never going to have enough. Never. <laughs> yeah. That's my mindset. Right. Yeah. Like, it's never enough. Um, so if, if you are somebody who's struggling and, and you don't have enough saved up for a down payment on a house, um, just keep working towards it. Or there's programs out there, like get a USDA loan. We're in a USDA area, and you can get 100% financing. So, is that for is that only available for first time home buyers? No, no, it has to be a primary residence, but it's not just for first time home buyers. Now, I don't advise everybody who doesn't have a down payment saved up to go buy a house because if you're bad with money, you're going to be bad with money whether you have a mortgage or you're renting. Right. But for for certain people, it does make sense. So I don't even know if I knew that because you're right. I can't imagine like, especially somebody first starting off young in life, like you just graduated college you got some some pretty you landed some pretty good jobs you know husband and wife like say they got a kid you know a little bit of college debt they're having to pay off you know mm-hmm. wife may or may not be in a in a newer suv with a payment all the other life bills and stuff happening you know all of a sudden that family that wants to get into a just a decent neighborhood in a decent home now is going to be three hundred thousand dollars and they got to save up a down payment you know, it can be hard. It can. And, and then you, a lot of people do rent. For and a then while. you have moving expenses. You know, it, it's not just let me buy a house. There's you got to have, you know, window coverings. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't wake up at the crack of dawn with the sun, yeah. uh, there's things that are going to 
be surprises and repairs needed and stuff. So it, it can be costly. So there's those programs help out with that kind of thing. How much money do you think, um, uh, especially younger couples that starting off, how much do they strive for to keep in a, an emergency account for like home repairs, like in case something happens? For home repairs? Like, what, like what's some costly like stuff that could be like a little surprise? I would say AC, like AC units and stuff like that. A- AC units. Um, can be expensive. You know, roof, typically you could, you know, file a homeowner's insurance claim over. Yeah. But I, I'm, it, I mean, it depends on the size of the house. Do you have one AC unit? Do you have two AC it's units? True. You know? uh, I feel like five or ten grand would be like a, a good little start. I mean, that would be ideal. I mean, regardless of whether you own a home or not, you need to have money saved up for a rainy day. Medical yeah. expenses, unknown things happen to you. You're in a car wreck tomorrow, and, you know, you still have a deductible to pay on your insurance, you know, you need money saved up. If you're living paycheck yeah. to paycheck, you've got to hustle harder for a while. And it's the same thing with like we can you can relate the whole money money expenditure thing and budget with like people's nutrition. Like you know, it's, it's seriously when it comes to managing your food, it's a, it's a budget. You know, like calories in versus calories out. And I think just so many people are un- unaware of how much they're spending. Yes. Uh, same thing with their food; they're unaware, and that's why. I used to do food for thought videos where I would just take random meals from restaurants like uh, Chipotle chicken fingers and French fries from Chili's, and just not that it's a bad thing. I've ate it before, may eat it again, but and I and I need need to do a better job of letting people know I'm not demonizing these these meals. There's nothing wrong with that, but just know that they're that particular meal had 3,700 calories. Right, and you've got to keep track of that. No, <laughs> so just whether whether it's finances uh, or that, if you don't yeah. have it on a spreadsheet and know what you're bringing in versus what you're putting out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what I tell people, you know, cause most people probably does not know, like, A, they don't have a budget, a money budget. And that B, they have, they, they don't know how much they're spending on everything. Like, so for, I remember, you know, at a point in my life, I was probably in my mid twenties and I was single. We were going out with my buddies every, we would start on Thursday nights at Chili's and go out on Friday night. We go out on Saturdays and sometimes Sundays. And I was I was working for um, at the time Simpson Groceries, it's like Eagle Rock now, Anheuser Busch Distribution Products. Okay, and making pretty good money, uh, you know, for that time of my life. But I noticed that I was not saving anything, and I was like just just curious. So I I, I think I went by the bank or I printed off my bank statements, right? And I just said, all right, I'm just going to carve out like ten minutes to sit down with a pink highlighter and just highlight every like night out, dining out you know, chilies or whatever. And I ended up being like $700 in one month. And it's easy with plastic. You just swipe it or, you know, you just crazy, you know, got Apple watch. Now you, you don't even know what you're spending. Are you even looking at it? You don't know if somebody's, you know, charged something fraudulently on there. Cause how many people actually look at it? And one time I was paying two Netflix accounts, all these little apps. Like I'll have to go through my app store, look at, look at subscriptions and literally, they're on, like, auto renewal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might even be, like, one of those situations where I've started a 30-day free trial. And, and forgot, to, forgot to turn it yep. off. And there'll be, there'll be, like, 10 of those like automatically renewing. And I'm like, even though they're, like, $4 here, $8 there, I'm like, that still adds up. It does. <laughs> just like a just like a $8, Starbucks coffee adds up over a, over a month. So, so yeah, I like that. I like that people people that are 
wanting to 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 own a home, there it's possible to shift some stuff around and mindset stuff and money management and save up the money. And nothing's easy. Just like you said earlier, it's hard it's hard to sometimes make the right decision with food wise. You you said it just a few minutes ago that even now that sometimes it's hard, but and I always go back to that whole classic cliche saying, choose your hard, you know. Well, it's it's hard, too, when you've got little kids and um, one minute they're hungry and then they eat two French fries and they're full and then you don't want to waste food. I was I, I grew up in a household where you I clean know. your plate. You don't waste that. And so uh, I'm like, oh, can I eat French fries for the second time today? <laughs> I really didn't want them to begin with, but I don't want to waste this food. Oh, man. And so um, you have to be aware of that. And then sometimes you just got to throw it away. Yeah, so. I, I was just literally having that same conversation with one of my clients. He, he's he's a he's married, but he does a lot of the, the cooking in the home. I think his wife maybe works third or something like that. So he's the one that's preparing a lot of the meals for the kids. And but he's he's having a lot of success on on one of my plans. But he's getting to the point where he don't want to see the kids' food go to waste. Mm-hmm. And he was doing the same thing. He was eating it, but he's he found himself not seeing results. So finally, he's like, "It's it's time to go in the garbage," you know. I mean, if you can save it, he can save it. But if, most of the time, he's just chunking it, you know. So, mm-hmm. anyways, um, so yeah. Real, another question I want to ask you too in Rome: uh, What is your opinion on on the current like? I guess housing. I call it a housing situation in Rome, Floyd County. Are we really in a housing situation shortage in the area? There is a bit of a shortage in the area. Uh, Do you think Rome could be doing a little bit better job of? <laughs> of building like neighborhoods subdivisions well, some people don't want it to grow some people want it to remain a small town uh we actually moved out here to get away from you know quite as many people yeah. we we have 22 acres and we like not being right up on somebody and listening to their music blaring at all hours yeah. of the night but uh there is a need for housing in rome because the jobs are coming the battery plant is scheduled to bring at least 3,500 jobs here. And while they may bring in a few executives or whatever, uh, the bulk of those workers are going to live in Bartow and Floyd County. And there's not enough housing for them right now. Bartow is making great initiatives on building new subdivisions. Uh, they're cranking them out as fast as they I can. I see townhomes going up like crazy. There's there's several different ones in the works in Floyd. Uh, there's There's land being targeted by developers now. Uh, it's how fast they can get them up, but it's also 411 is going to look very different 10 years from now. It's not even going to be recognizable. You know, there's uh, the Bradens just sold off some farmland there. That's going to be industrial. Um, so all around the Kingston Downs area. So you're, you're I mean, saying finally uh, your, 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 your commute down 411 won't be nothing but just trees. From my, <laughs> from my understanding, the, the county owns areas for access roads there eventually and the plan is to put access roads down 411 because there will be so much traffic going down there and eventually somewhere it's supposed to pig trail off to 75 right connect to i mean there's a shorter various plans i I guess we need to get the the bypass (laughs) finished off first (laughs) to connect (laughs) connect one side of rome to the other before they start working on that but is that supposed um, to happen anytime soon (laughs) I don't know. Oh, I laugh every time I go over there. Is there's there's no progress. They did finally open up the part of Black's Bluff Road that's been closed off forever over there, where you had to kind of loop around. So yeah, I don't know. Because I know right now it just it just comes to like a sudden end right there on twenty seven. Um, yeah, 
right there down from Georgia Highlands. And then it also comes to an end right there in Coosa. Yeah, like from the Coosa, yeah. So, so eventually it's supposed to connect somewhere. <laughs> it was supposed to. I don't know. So, oh, man. Yeah. It's supposed, uh, to, supposed to come out somewhere on like 101. Yeah, so uh, right there I don't mid, know. Because that's why they closed down Midway. What School, the plans are. Or, well, or ultimately. Yeah. In yeah, Pleasant Valley, there was supposed to be a section. Yeah. There. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with that. So what is going on is the SPLOST is on uh, the ballot for voting in November, and that impacts um, both city and county residents. Uh, and you get a yes or no vote on that. It's not a pick and choose on the SPLOST um, item. So I would encourage you, if you're a resident here, I don't know when we're filming, when this will when this will air, but if you haven't voted yet. Go look at those lost items because that's a that's a big deal. When's the deadline for voting well, on that? It's it's November. Is it November seventh? Okay, the voting day. It's but a, you can early vote now. It's so. a drop before the end. So, well, cool. Well, Matt, I appreciate I appreciate you being on. Yeah, this was fun. It's a. I know we kind of went one way and went the other and all, but it's all when you think about it, it's all related. It's all mindset. It it's all discipline. It's all making yourself a better person, a better community member. Yeah. And um, My, the thing between our ears is huge, the mindset thing. Like, that's such a powerful thing that we have on our body, man. If you don't have it, it's, it's easy to to let that thing control, control some wild thoughts that can keep you, keep you in a bad situation. The only thing holding you back is your mind. I mean, yeah. you, you've just got to get it right. And so if you're not out there doing social media for your business – just get over it. Nobody's yeah. going to look at your video, your first video you post anyway, probably. It's fears. It's, um, I made a, a tweet the other day that said that sometimes we as humans forget that we have a little bit more control over our life than we think. You know, we can control who we hang around, what we eat, what we, what we listen to, how we spend our money, how much we move, what we drink. Um, if you hate your job, you, you kind of have the, the capability to change that. You're not, I know you seem trapped, but you can you can you can get out of that situation if you're in a bad relationship. Um, if you want to make more money, you can. Whether that's earning more or saving more, if you want to get in shape and drop weight, you can. If if working out at four thirty in the morning is the only time you have, then I know people that make that work. You know, it, it don't have to be every day. And but it's hard. It is. But it's also hard being stuck in that job that doesn't pay the bills. <sighs> yeah. It's You have to choose which hard you want to do. So I'd rather choose the hard that, um, you know, I can enjoy life and be able to afford things and not stress out over money. And yeah. if that means that some weeks I work seven days, that's my hard I choose. <laughs> so. Right. Right. I love that. And that's that's that should be the slogan for this, this uh, episode. Choose your hard. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. cool. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your day to come sit in over here at the studio. It's awesome. I enjoyed getting to, to know a little bit more about you and seeing this awesome studio you've got here. Man, it's, it's cool. It's been a, a work in process. I'm still not finished yet, but I'm glad you think it looks cool. Is anything ever finished? I would <laughs> never know if you didn't tell me. It's, it's Same thing at my house. I would, you know, people walk in and they don't know it's not done. It needs, a big, it needs a big neon right there with Omni. I got, I got to get one special made. On I don't the wall. Know. It might glare on the camera too much. True. I don't know. So true, true. Anyway, it looks awesome. I love what you're doing. Same back back to you. Keep up the good content. All and right. for the listeners, I would encourage you to go check out this this lady's Instagram page, Christy's uh, Instagram. Go go find a home Rome. Find a home in Rome. Instagram, TikTok. Facebook, TikTok, uh, 
threads, whatever whatever else yeah. there is. Every <laughs> Pinterest. She's got some really cool videos. So it's not it's not all real estate. So she's got some cool videos highlighting Rome's Floyd County, some of the hot fishing fishing holes and uh, trail systems. Um, uh, yeah, it's. I love the Rome community. I love the people here, and I like highlighting that. And there's so many hidden gems in Rome that people don't know about. It's not all about the houses here. It's you know, you, the community has so much to offer here, but you got to get out and do it. You know, yeah. growing up here, you know, oh, there's right. nothing to do here. There is so much to do here. You no, just have to go true. out and make it happen. Like I always take for granted how cool our downtown is. Like we got a cool little the Brawl Street area, all the the shops and the restaurants. Yes. So unique, you know. And such if a you're unique restaurant. a sportsman or you know, fishing, hunting, kayaking, hiking. Oh my gosh. It's all here. It's here. It's here. You don't have to travel out of state to go do this stuff. And you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, like and I know the trails and the Floyd County does, does tries to do their part on like getting information out there. But before I took ownership of Spartan Smoothies right there at the shopping center, because it's right it backs up against the trail system, right? Mm-hmm. I did not realize all that was back there. So yeah. like it wasn't until I started being more active there and realized I could step out my back door, literally, and be sure. on the trail system and be like, this is beautiful. Like, paved, bikes, like, people jogging, skateboarding. And uh, equipment. Bike Over at Ridge Ferry, there's outdoor workout equipment. Yes. Like, and nobody's using it. Why not? It's crazy because, like, I'm so blessed, but the the workout station behind the smoothie shop has, like, the pull-up bar, the dip station where you can do dips. It's got an ab station. And I'm, I'm, I love where we're at because it aligns so much with what we're about, yeah. you know. And, and you don't have to pay for a gym membership. <laughs> no. I mean, you, there are so many forms of free exercise out there, and you can go out there and get your mind right. I, you know, it's not it's, just about the exercise. It's clear that mind. Go look outside and get some sunlight. It's so yeah. true because, like, I'll be out there on the, on the trails doing my thing, and I'll, I'll see people of all walks of life. I'm talking, like, I, I even see homeless people. Or what appears to be homeless, putting in efforts on some of those workout stations, um, or people that can't afford a uh, gym membership, like you just said. I see people, families. I see people in their eighties. I see people that com- look like they can barely even walk, like making it happen. Like it's it's such a beautiful thing to witness when you when you just go out there and spend thirty minutes on the trail system and see all those different varieties of people that's struggling with different stuff, different walks of life, but they're all out in nature putting in some movement. It's pretty cool. It's it's inspiring too mm. at the same time. That'll that'll lift up your mood quicker than <laughs> anything, right? Yeah. So I try to I try to, you know, sometimes I'll slow down and introduce myself to some of these people, do a little bit of networking. There you go. Hand them a free smoothie coupon. I call it a triple win. Uh where it's where I'm getting in my movement. I'll have my headphones in listening to, to a podcast, so I'm learning. And then I'm I'm giving back to the world or putting some good in the universe by giving out free smoothie coupons. So I call it my triple triple wins. That's cool. So very, yeah. We keep up the good work. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, right. appreciate y'all tuning in. And like always, drop us a review if you like the content we're putting out. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>